this is a time in children's lives and teens' lives when they are uh, figuring out relationships. What is a healthy relationship? What's an unhealthy relationship? They're looking to their peers for um, validation. They look to the media uh, for validation. What is healthy? What's okay? What's acceptable? And unfortunately, we live in a society where sexual violence and domestic violence are normalized in uh, videos, movies, uh, things like that. I'm Christina Gianni with the Hayes Post and Eagle Radio, and I'm speaking with Jennifer Hecker, Executive Director of Options Domestic and Sexual Violence Services on teen dating violence on this episode of the Post Podcast. We have a lot of uh, things going on around town uh, with our uh, with our teens and, and young adults. A uh, couple things going on. Uh, we have a Chalk About Love event coming up at the Hayes Public Library on February 28th. And that also corresponds with our book club that meets on the last Wednesday of the month. Um, and February's book is called Sadie. Um, it's a really um, interesting book about um, a young girl's experience uh, with uh, dating violence and how that impacted her and her family. Um, that's a great book. Um, Hayes High is also hosting a Chalk About Love on February 23rd with the students. And then all month long in the month of February, the students at Hayes High are putting on a poster event called uh, Consent is Sweet. And all of the students will be, or several of the students uh, will be working on posters around what consent is and why consent is so important um, and an important part of a healthy relationship. So Jennifer, how do you talk to teens about these issues of sexual violence, domestic violence, mm-hmm. relationship to vi- violence? Yeah. They can be really touchy subjects um, because sometimes uh, we don't, as parents, we don't know what to say. Uh, it all starts with being open with your kids and creating a safe space for your children to come and talk to you about things that are happening. And oftentimes as parents, um, and I'm speaking from some uh, personal experience, uh, when your children tell you that something really unhealthy and dangerous is happening in a relationship, as a parent, your, your mama bear, papa bear instinct kicks in. And um, oftentimes that comes around as, or demonstrates itself as anger or frustration. And then your teen thinks that that's directed at them. Um, and that oftentimes causes teens to clam up. And so, you know, it, as hard as it is, keeping your head, keeping your cool, um, and just talking gently and quietly uh, with soft eyes and a soft voice with your child about what's happening. Um, give them the time to reveal things. They, they may not tell you everything all at once, but they will eventually as you create that safe space for them. Why is it important to talk to young people so early about these issues? They're, they're not adult issues. They're youth issues they as are. well. Yes. Um, you know, this is a time in children's lives and teens' lives when they are uh, figuring out relationships. What is a healthy relationship? What's an unhealthy relationship? They're looking to their peers for um, validation. They look to the media uh, for validation what is healthy, what's okay, what's acceptable. And unfortunately, we live in a society where sexual violence and domestic violence are 
normalized in uh, videos, movies, uh, things like that. And so, and then we couple that with the fact that we don't talk about it um, in families. You know, that old saying, polite families don't talk about those things, but in the best families we do, because that's how we help our children learn to navigate the world. They need more than their peers and certainly more than the media. They need other caring adults, family members, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, and, and trusted adult family friends that, uh, that they can talk to. I would think this also helps set good foundations for, for young people as they go forward in their relationships as they become uh, adults. Yes, absolutely, because what they learn in their teen years is what they carry with them. And so children... Um, and teens that get caught in cycles of abuse um, find it very hard to get out and to break those cycles. You know, the, our, our brains are wired to repeat patterns, um, even if they're unhealthy. And so establishing those healthy patterns early with our children helps with that healthy brain development that's going to continue developing. You know, that last frontal lobe in your brain doesn't finish really developing until about age 25. And so um, adults can do a lot. Um, to help their children. Uh, schools can do many things. Um, and that's, you know, we're so excited to have so many schools in our area participating in Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Uh, Brewster and uh, Victoria, Fort Hayes, Hayes High, um, and I think TMP are even doing some activities around teen dating violence awareness. Um, and all of those things really coalesce in creating a safe community for our kids. That's really what it's about is creating safety in relationships, physical safety and emotional safety for our kids. Jennifer, are there things that parents or, or their loved ones should look for in youth that maybe they're involved in a relationship that's not healthy? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if your child um, is not typically connected to their phone all of the time and suddenly now they are, uh, that could be a sign that, um, you know, there might be something happening if their um, significant other seems to have a lot of influence over them. They start making different decisions or choices because they're trying to please this other person. That's a sign that something might not be healthy. Um, obviously, physical signs, you know, bruises and, and things like that, um, Sometimes when that happens, children turn to self-harm. Um, so you might see cutting um, and things like that happening with your child um, if there's something going on. Um, so, you know, keeping those communication lines open is really important. Um, finding, finding small amounts of time where you can check in with your kid, you know. For, you know, other adults in the community like teachers and coaches, are there teens that are at higher risk? for experiencing these kinds of issues? Anyone can experience uh, teen dating violence. Um, it knows no socioeconomic bounds at all. But I think from experience, I can say that teens who are more vulnerable than other teens can uh, certainly be more at risk um, because that person's exploiting their vulnerability um, for their own, you know, power and control. Um, we also have some uh, events coming up in March. Yeah. You want to highlight those quickly? Yeah. So in March, 
Uh, we have uh, What Were You Wearing coming uh, to Fort Hayes State, uh, the Taylor Gallery at the end of March. Uh, and then What Were You Wearing will also be at Colby Community College as well. And then uh, we have several things coming up in April also. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and so and it's also Crime Victims Rights Week. And so uh, we are going to be doing uh, a variety of events. We're going to show a movie called Audrey and Daisy uh, that really tells a story about two girls who were sexually assaulted and what happened to them after they came forward and told what happened. And then there will be a discussion group after uh, for the community. And then there will be a healing art experience or event um, after that. And then that art exhibit will be on display at the Art Walk. Um, in April as well. For our listeners who may not have experienced what you were wearing or Walk a Mile, can you tell us what those events are about? Yeah. Uh, what Were You Wearing is um, an interactive art display uh, that really is designed to bust the myth that what a person was wearing caused their rape. Um, uh, we so often hear victims say, that one of the first things they were asked by family members, law enforcement, hospital workers, social workers was what were you wearing? As though if they had made a different choice, they would not have been raped. Um, and that really is just victim blaming in advance. Um, so yeah. What was the other part of that question? Oh, uh, walk a mile, walk <laughs> yes, a mile, walk a mile. So, uh, and walk a mile is also an interactive event. It's not an art event, but it's an interactive event that walks you through the experience that a victim might have trying to get help after they've been sexually assaulted. Um, it's a great awareness event um, that really highlights some of the gaps and vulnerabilities in our community that we don't even know exist. Yeah, the what you were wearing, I've uh, helped participate in yeah. that. And it's a really great event if you have not had a chance to go and experience that. And not only does it show the outfits that um, recreated and some actual outfits that, that were worn by victims, but it also explains a little bit about the story um, behind that person's experience. So it's very powerful. And if you have a chance at all to go see that, I would recommend it. Yeah, you won an award for um, your assistance with that event for us. Didn't you? Yeah, Eagle actually did help uh, create some audio the, to go yes. with that event, and we were happy to do so. Yeah, um, Jennifer, it really made that event so interactive mm -hmm. um, and meaningful for people. It was a great enhancement. Jennifer, is there anything that you'd like to add as we wrap up this morning? Just uh, talk to your teens. Um, it is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Take a few minutes, talk to your teen, check in with their relationships, and meet their significant other. Spend some time with them.